0: country with Justin Weller. Today is August 29th, 2020. And I've got a few, actually three special guests today. With me today is this gentleman that's been on once before. His name's Jackson Weller. And then my wife, Stephanie Weller. Hello. And her mother, Debbie Scott. Oops, I just hit the microphone. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. How are we doing today? Excellent. So what's going on in the world? Jackson, what do you think? It's boring. Is anything boring that isn't video games?
1: Uh, right now, no.
0: You got to be closer to the mic. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so what's going on COVID-wise in y'all's world?
2: COVID-wise? Yeah?
0: yeah. How's COVID treating you?
2: I haven't had it, but in Lee County, I heard that they're under 5% for the last couple of days, which is really good for the country. Yeah. Keep wearing them masks, wash your hands, social distance.
0: (laughs) Just like a grandma, right? Got to tell everybody what to do (laughs) and make sure they're healthy. How about you, Steph? How's your experience been?
3: Same old, same old, you know, just kind of missing getting out and doing everything we used to do and traveling and all that.
0: What's the biggest thing that you want to do that you can't do right now?
3: Um, Movie theaters, fly, go to a concert, missed uh, seeing Joe Rogan. That was a bummer. (laughs) Group things.
0: Yeah, we had tickets to Joe Rogan, to the Black Crows.
3: Yeah, that, that was a bummer. We didn't get to see them.
0: Yeah. But all in all, I mean, like, you know, it's not a terrible thing, right?
3: no and i guess the positive way to look at it is next year we're gonna have a ton of stuff to do because everything was pushed back to <laughs> 2021
0: is there anything you're looking forward to debbie like something you can do after the uh COVID's over
2: see a concert
0: yeah who would you see
2: oh gosh
3: she wants to see john mayer <laughs>
0: <laughs> who doesn't want to see john mayer We've been watching a lot of YouTube, like live concerts on YouTube, and that's been pretty good, but it's not the same.
2: No, and they've been doing concerts in um, outdoor theaters where you go in your car and you listen. They come on their tailgates and play on their stage as the tailgate. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, but it's still not the same.
0: Have you gone to one of those?
2: No, I was just watching it on television. I was thinking how cool that would be to be outside and listen to music. and.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stand-up guys have been doing some of that too. Or some of them have, right? Who, who's been doing that?
2: Uh,
1: I don't know. I, I know. Gravity. I can't remember who it was, but.
3: Uh, Burt Kreischer?
1: Yeah, Burt was doing it. Yeah. That's the only one that I know of.
3: I know that um, Dave Chappelle did that one in his yard, in his and yard. Bill Burr was doing a uh, comedy outside at a theater. Whitney Cummings, well, wait, maybe not Whitney. Um, yeah, Whitney Cummings was going to be doing it.
0: Yeah, she's talking about what was that called? Eight minutes twenty seconds.
3: Yeah, the yeah. On, thing. on yeah.
0: What did you think of that?
3: I thought it was good. I mean, it wasn't really stand-up comedy, even though hmm. everything he says and does is funny. I thought it was more of him making a statement, which I totally understand. And it was, it was kind of cool to hear his point of view. Um, you know, don't have to agree with everything that he says, but he has a different perspective, which I think is worth hearing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I was disappointed because I expected a comedy show, and it certainly wasn't that, but he did have a lot of good things to say. It was interesting. It's a tough subject, right?
3: Yeah. I expected to see comedy too, but I think once he started to get like emotional and you saw his real emotions come out, like that drew me in, so then I, I was more like willing to just listen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Did you see it?
1: No, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> so what we're talking about is Dave Chappelle released on Netflix and I forget exactly the title. I wanna say it's eight minutes, twenty seconds, but I may have that wrong. And it's literally him talking about um, the death of George Floyd, which lasted that period of time, whatever it is. Right. And uh, he did it in his backyard in Ohio, or somewhere in Ohio. I I'm not mm-hmm. sure it was his backyard, but somewhere outside. People just showed up, and I think he talked for about that amount of time too, and then it was, it was over. And um, you know, we watched it when it first came out. That was probably a month or two ago. George Floyd died at the end of May, I think. And I, I don't think it was too far after that. But um, So I kind of don't remember all of it. But, yeah, it was pretty good. Have you seen something recently, Debbie, that you like?
2: No, because I don't get the comedy channels. Well, something on TV?
3: Yeah,
0: anything. No. <laughs> no worries. So... Um, We just finished the Republican National Committee convention. Did everybody watch? Oh, yeah. You got to get close to the mic. It's not going to work. I can't. I totally
3: did not watch.
0: Did not watch a single moment?
3: (laughs) Not a single moment.
0: Debbie, did you watch wall-to-wall coverage?
2: Not wall-to-wall, but (laughs) I saw some important parts.
0: Yeah? What would you think?
2: I thought it was a big show for our president
0: yeah it's like a three-day infomercial pretty much right yes yeah
2: and I think that um, I don't understand how people that hear his stories and know that they're not always true think that he does not lie (laughs) that really bothers me
3: well but who says he doesn't lie
2: his wife said he always tells the truth. We may not like it, but it's the truth. No,
3: she said he always says what he's thinking. She didn't say he always says the truth. She's even okay. she's not that silly, you know. <laughs> she knows he's lying. <laughs> I did see I did see that clip of them her talking about how he always talks everybody always knows because he tweets his thoughts and True, says this is what, true what he You're thinks right. before really thinking about it.
0: Yeah, I mean he does lie. He lies all the time. And uh the thing about it is for me is um that's what politicians do. They all lie, and to me, like he, if you watch him speak when he's lying, you can see in his eyes he's telling you he's lying. You know what I mean? And to me, it's almost more authentic <laughs> because he's not pretending like he isn't trying to to uh, get something over on you, get get something past you. Whereas most politicians are they're they're usually telling you what they think you want to hear in order to get get elected and then do whatever it is they planned on doing in the first place that's
3: the that's the business of the game right of politics right tell people what they want to hear uh so they can get elected and then they have their own agenda
0: yeah yeah i just um i wish it wasn't that way right like
2: so how would we fix it (laughs)
0: that that's a that's a huge question i mean i think that politicians have an issue where they there's too much incentive for them to not tell you the truth and not do the right thing there's too much money in politics there's too much money in Washington there's there's um, uh way too much power centralized in the federal government whereby like you just become part of the system and the system extracts money from the people and spends it sure some of it goes to good but a lot of it goes to their friends and their cronies and, um, you know, creates a situation where we're not getting what, what we were promised ever. I mean, so, I can't think of a thing that we're, you know, that's being run the way it should be.
2: So is that, you know, there's a lot of um, protesting going on in the streets mm-hmm. for, un, for justice and for the death of the black people that have died at the hands of white men, which are policemen so is that trying to fix the country as well or is that
0: i think protests are good yeah i mean you know the country was was founded on a big violent protest right right um i don't like when they turn violent i don't like when they start burning things and uh i think that one of the issues with that and, and let me say first black lives matter and there's uh, there's problems with the police force, right? Yes. Uh, there's, there's some bad cops that are probably racist. There's some cops that, you know, the type of person that wants to get into a fight and beat people up is probably you know, likely to want to be a cop. You know, so there's that. I heard a great podcast with Jocko Willink, who's a um, former Navy SEAL. He ran a bunch of crews in uh, Fallujah in the worst part of the Iraq War. And a lot of that was police work. And he said, you know what, we we trained 20% of the time. And we would constantly practice, obviously, shooting, but also self-defense, you know, physical combat, and also handling situations, learning to de-escalate them, practicing de-escalating situations that could turn violent, even to the point of, like, it looks like, you know, Jackson's in a confrontation with somebody, and it looks like he's starting to get angry, and he might lose it how to recognize that and step in for your buddy so that doesn't happen. So there's a lot going on there. But what bothers me about the way it's being presented both in the media and that uh, creates a lot of the protest is that uh, there are very few uh, black men that have been killed by the cops that were unarmed, very few. Last year there were 25 in detroit alone there were 250 murders in that same year and most of them were violent crime and black people killed by criminals so we make this huge deal and and don't get me wrong it is a problem right anybody that gets shot by a cop when they shouldn't be you know is a huge problem and we need to fix that but there's a much bigger problem that nobody talks about it's not even covered that are there are thousands and thousands and thousands thousands of black people dying being killed every year and we don't talk about that we just talk about these particular incidents that get huge coverage and they're very they happen very seldom i mean police have hundreds of millions of interactions with criminals each year hundreds of millions 300 million but times that they interact with with somebody like that you know, in a situation like that. And and those folks are killed very, very infrequently.
2: Wasn't, okay, so you're saying that it doesn't happen that often. And within the last six months, six black people have died. Yeah. At the hands of policemen. Mm-hmm. So...
0: What what I'm saying is, I don't know the exact number, but during that time, probably 10,000 homicides. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so we're talking about six of the 10,000, and we don't talk about the other 9,994. Why don't we talk about the other nine hundred? I don't know. I think it's political, right? Because Because you have to start really peeling back the layers of society that show, for instance, the drug war. It's a ridiculous war. Why are drugs illegal? I mean, tens of thousands of people die each year because drugs are illegal. Uh, um, shoot, I forget her name. Brianna Taylor. A, it was a drug warrant. That's why those cops were there, to but try they, and find a guy who was dealing drugs, right? Yes. So, and then you have to start to think about the entire drug and gang culture that exists, right? And And people don't want to talk about that because that's like having to look in a mirror and recognize that there's huge cultural problems that need to be fixed. I mean, that's my opinion.
3: I'm curious to know, Jackson, as a young person, what you think of of all the rioting that's been going on and how you feel about the whole protesting movement.
1: I mean, I have nothing wrong with protesting, but it does become a problem, I think, when it becomes so extremely violent. Uh, I mean, to a certain degree, it's okay, but when they start, you know, destroying businesses and stuff and hurting people for, like, the dumbest reasons and just out of anger and stuff, I think it's ridiculous. And, you know, I don't think it's really, to that extent, it's helping. Obviously, protesting does, but it reaches a point where you're probably causing more harm than you're doing good.
2: Don't you think that some of the protesting have been infiltrated by other people that want for to sure. make oh, it? Oh yeah. When they so uh, those can't be truly protesters, other than trying to commit a crime and get away with it.
1: Yeah, when it all first started, and like the all the protesting started for the George Floyd's death, I remember like uh, the first—I don't know if it was the first night or the first couple of nights that it happened—but I remember like most of the people that the police arrested during those riots and stuff. I'm pretty sure they didn't live in that city and they were people that came from other places just to come and whether it was to protest or to just be absolutely crazy for a couple of nights and just, you know, see what kind of terror they could cause. Right. Cuz there's certainly people that want they're not really interested in the Black Lives Matter movement and the protesting and all that like actually changing. They just want to do it because they like to be a part of the chaos that comes with it.
4: Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean it's funny because a lot of those reports, you know, you wonder if they're, how accurate they are. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. Like there's an, I, and and I'll say it, I think it's Antifa and people like that that just like violence and rioting and, you know, uh, anarchy for its own sake. And they want violent uh, revolution. And so anytime there's, it, I don't think it would matter what the issue was, as you said, right? Like they would love to, I mean, I saw pictures and again, like the news is so crazy now, like you see pictures of things and I still don't believe them. You know what I mean? But I saw pictures of on the streets in like Washington, D.C. and Seattle and some other places. Somebody was dropping off bricks. (laughs) You know, there's just a big uh, and it's not like a pile. It's a pallet of stacked bricks, you know, that was just dropped off on the street corner. So that people could pick them up and use them. You know what I mean? And it's stuff like that. Again, I don't know if it was true. Like, I don't believe in lion eyes anymore. But, you know, there's definitely an element of that.
3: And it's really sad because there are people, and I have friends that even their, you know, college kids and high school kids wanted to be a part of the movement and they would go during the day and protest. And they're young people and they have all this hope that they're going to be able to change things. And so when... They, it gets all destructive and crazy then it casts a shadow upon the people that you know are there really trying to you know um, express, their, um, express their views and, and their opinions and, and want change and stuff and then it, it kind of all gets lost and skewed by a few bad apples
0: yeah for sure and the thing that bothers me too is um, about all of that is and it, you know he's his own worst enemy but like Blaming all of that that's going on on President Trump is crazy, it's crazy talk. You know, it's been going on for decades and uh, you know, there are real problems and we do need to fix them, but you know, the way we play this game now is just like, oh, it's his fault, right? Whereas it was going on the entire time that Obama was president.
2: It's been going on for (laughs) over 50 years.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But my point is more recently like, it suddenly became a huge issue as soon as Trump was elected, in my opinion. And uh, maybe that's maybe that's a little far off, right? Like no, yeah. I, I it was it was it started around. I think Black Lives Matter started in thirteen or fourteen. So I was wrong saying that. What I mean is, it's become much more uh, the president's fault, right? Like in thirteen and fourteen, nobody was saying President Obama. That's why this is happening, you know and you look around and like the cities that are really bad they're all been run by democrats for 60 years
2: well to blame the coronavirus on the president (laughs) it's not his fault either the way he handles it i think is his fault by not staying he's supposed to be our guider he is supposed to be our pillar of truth and he, he doesn't even talk about it. Yeah. He didn't even bring it up in, the, his wife brought it up in the R, RNC. Is that right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we can still hear you when you're okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> No worries. No, you're right. And, you know, to me, that, uh, that's all the, like, inside politics game. Yes, I get it. So, for instance, you could also say during the Democratic National Convention, they didn't mention Russian collusion. Or Ukrainian, uh, uh, you know, that you call from Ukraine where they impeached him because those aren't winning issues right now. They understand now that they're not, that's not the strategy, right? And by the same token, Trump is, you know, if this election is about COVID, I lose. So I'm, number one, we're not going to talk about it. Number two, when we have that huge crowd there, nobody's going to wear a mask, which I think is a huge, awful thing that they did. But that's why they did it. So, look, the image is not these people terrified of a disease. The image is we are strong and powerful. And even though it's going on, you know, don't think about it. Don't don't make you know, that's not part of the of what you should be voting for. So that's the game they're playing, right? It's ironic, too. Like, there were things about... So Senator Rand Paul left that afterwards, and there was a big thing where protesters gathered around him, and he felt unsafe. They he were was taunting wearing, him, he yeah, said. Well, they were.
2: They probably were. He
0: was wearing a mask at that point, is what I wanted to say. Oh, so okay. he didn't wear a mask when the TV cameras were there, right? And neither did any of the other Republicans, but as soon as they left, they put masks on, right? right? So, so the whole point of it is to have a TV picture, video of no masks. You know what I'm saying? And that's not right. But um, that's what they do. I mean, that's the game.
2: And what about the, uh, uh, oh shoot, I can't think of the name of it. The DNC? Mm-hmm. Changing course on the, on the testing did that come from the dnc because the cdc cdc excuse me (laughs) that's okay
0: a lot of acronyms
2: (laughs) did that come No, i forgot what i was gonna say yeah
0: so you're talking about how the cdc said you don't need to be tested unless you have symptoms yes i mean who knows but i wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't political you know
2: well i think it is i think it's because they don't have enough tests. that could be too
0: (laughs) I don't know. Is it still a problem to get tests?
2: They they don't want people that are that are asymptomatic to get tested. Yeah. And they're not following up with uh if you are tested who you were in contact with.
0: Yeah yeah that's a problem and I was just reading in Europe it's starting to spike again too in fact Spain just passed us for more more cases per capita than the United States we're, we're no longer first <laughs> Yay. I think we're fourth or fifth <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> which I don't know if that's good either
0: yeah what do you think big boy
2: well, I was gonna ask what is even the purpose
1: of the RNC and the DNC now besides to just make them look good
3: their own propaganda yeah yeah I
1: mean it's totally just smear yeah i mean it doesn't really seem like they actually do anything
2: well nobody's really given their thoughts on what the future is going to be for us they're just going to tell us what it's going to be like if the other guy gets it yeah i
1: mean it just seems like a giant super bowl ad i mean it's really dumb <laughs> i don't understand the purpose of it
2: well i like what uh one of the Washington um, reporters that wrote the book John Carl. I love the name of his book. It is so true. Welcome to the Trump show. Oh,
0: good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just think that says it all.
1: Yeah, I think he's still in reality TV mode. It <laughs> seems like sometimes.
3: Well, so what are you gonna? So what do you think your politics are gonna be, or what are you gonna? What are you going to um, when you are able to register to vote? and when you're 18 which is just over a year what do you think you're going to
1: register as uh, I and mean, what do you think about
3: that whole thing
1: i mean you can register as independent right i am. Mm-hmm. probably yeah. that i i couldn't label myself as either not only cuz i don't want to but i don't pay close enough attention to really justify labeling myself as one or the other right i don't even i don't even know if i would want to vote this year at least oh
2: you have to vote i mean
1: yeah i know everyone says you have to but you know we don't have a it's not the greatest candidates we've ever had this is true it's kind of like you know you, you just choose which side of evil you want
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's always been that way. Get back to your question. So the purpose of the convention, so, you know, the parties get to work. Back in the day when they started having conventions, the purpose was to nominate the person they wanted to be president, right? Mm -hmm. And that wasn't decided until they got there, right? So in other words, um, you would vote for someone to represent you at the Democratic National Convention, and those are the delegates, Well, now the delegates like it's kind of that's all sort of gone away over time. So the delegates just are for Biden or for Trump or whoever that's running in that particular party. And so the purpose of the convention has ceased to have a purpose. And you're right. It's now just like a big show that is sort of the kickoff of the general campaign of Republicans versus Democrats. The thing that bothers me the most about all of that is, to your point, that uh, you know the parties domi- the two major parties dominate our election cycle. They have been able to infiltrate all of it so that they determine who gets to be on the debate stage. Um, you know who gets all the coverage through money, right? All that sort of stuff. There, there's so much control over who you can even. Vote for that has a chance that it ends up being two people you don't like very much. Yeah, you know, and so it's all. I mean, for me, it's always been a choice of who smells a little bit better than the other one. You know, you sort of hold your nose and and pick somebody. Yeah. You know Doesn't
2: I mean? it also include the electoral elect electoral college? Yeah. yeah.
0: So the Electoral College is the general election, it's the actual election for president. This is sort of a similar process for the parties, for their nominee, and the convention determines their nominees. Okay. But yeah, you're right, same thing. Like the, you didn't used to vote for president. Like The way the Constitution was originally put together, it was you voted for a person to go decide who the president would be along with all the other people that were named to the Electoral College. And so same thing, like they would vote and you weren't sure who was gonna be president until they had that vote. And sometimes it it um it didn't work out and it goes to the House of Representatives. <laughs> so it, it's a very different process. They didn't than it, what it do you mean it didn't work out? Like nobody got a majority of the votes. Oh. So yeah, so that's changed a lot. We moved, you know, from a those are those are called republic that's like a republic where you, you vote for a representative or a representative democracy it's sometimes called, right? So you vote for somebody who represents you and decides. And we've moved towards more straight democracy over time. So,
2: What did you think about the White House being the backdrop of the stage for this thing? <laughs> for you the know, RNC. For the RNC.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, if I was him, I wouldn't have done that. Um, but I think it's much ado about very little. You know, like on one hand, he gets beat up for um, not wearing a mask and not taking COVID seriously enough. And then on the other, oh, you can't have your convention, your speech, whatever at your residence, which is what you should do (laughs) on some level. Uh, But I think, you know, you peel back one layer of the onion and again, it's he wants a picture of him in front of the White House looking presidential while Joe Biden's hiding in the basement. You know, like that's the purpose why they did that. Um, You know, the the particular law that they're talking about where you're not supposed to campaign in government offices or government property. Uh, i i heard somewhere i think it's true the vice president and president it doesn't apply to so you know it is kind of just a way that they want to get him you know what i mean
3: right but didn't the dnc didn't they all individually like skype it in or whatever i mean he could have done it that way he took advantage of like you said the opportunity to do it with the white house as being the backdrop
0: Well, no, I mean, part of the convention, the DNC, there was a lot of videos and Skypes and that sort of thing, but they had the convention in uh, somewhere in Wisconsin, I think Milwaukee.
3: Oh, well, I've been paying attention.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so they, you know, and they actually tried to have the Republican one in Charlotte and then the mayor of Charlotte said no and then it was going to be in Jacksonville. Can you
2: blame him, though? I mean, we're talking about, you know, they're not going to wear masks. Yeah. And they're going to come in from another state.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an issue. Um, I just think of all the issues that, uh, you know, it's not a very important one. It's kind of, it's that inside baseball, just how do we get a point scored against the president sort of thing, rather than something actually serious. That's my opinion. What were you going to say?
1: I was going to say, so I don't, I'm assuming what you were trying to, or what you were saying is that they, the RNC was held in the White House or like well, the White House was in the background or something?
3: Yes. Yeah, it was held on the lawn.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, it was
3: outside of it, but the background, yeah. Well, it's mean, just
1: barely clearly him trying to flex <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I yeah. It's probably, you could, I bet that's it's the probably best. The, it's, only the best. I'm the best. I'd be willing to bet it's the only reason that they did that is so that he could, you know, show off that he's the president, you yeah. know that's
0: what i was looking for that's he loves to do that yes yeah i agree with that I, and uh 100 percent and in his mind he's like why wouldn't i do that yeah. you know what i mean because um, i think that's the way he operates but um but yeah it's i i wouldn't have done it i don't think it's necessarily right but i don't think it's a huge deal especially in the covid world you know um,
1: well, did they make it a big deal just because, like you said, there was a law that said uh, government officials couldn't hold conventions or whatever in there?
2: Well, uh, then that goes to the um, the who was the gentleman that was in Israel that Mike Pompeo. Mocked, yes, he shouldn't have done that either. He shouldn't have. What did he do? He go ahead, Justin. You tell her. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to mess it up. So the
0: Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, uh, gave a speech uh, during the convention. I didn't see it, but uh, it was from Jerusalem. And you know, there's, and I don't know a ton about it, but I think there's sort of a a guiding principle that when you're not when you're overseas, you shouldn't be campaigning, sort of thing. Again. It's it's to me. It's just a way to score a point on both sides, right? Like they're doing it to score a point of, hey, we moved the uh, embassy to Jerusalem. And that was a huge win for it, you know, for Jews everywhere. And uh, so I want to highlight that. And there was also that new uh, deal between Israel and the United Arab Emirates that they wanted to underline and make sure everybody knew. They had uh, brokered a Middle East uh, peace agreement, and so that's why they did it. And uh, they could
2: have come out with a, a speech or something on the news to do that. They didn't have to do it the way they did it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but you know, the game. It just gets-
2: it just looks like he that Donald Trump and his um, cabinet mm-hmm. <clears throat> are pushing the limits. I think. Yeah. I and nobody can tell them no because he thinks he's king.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree that they are pushing the limits. Again, you know, I, I don't know um, what I was trying to say is. So they're doing that to, yes, push the limits, but to show something that is a positive in their administration. I want to make, make sure people see it and know it because, quite honestly, when things like that happen, they're not covered very well in the mainstream media because it's a, it's, they don't want Trump to be, have any positive coverage, right? And I think that's- That's very a, true. I think that's 100% true. So they're like, well shoot, NBC, ABC, CBS, they barely covered this big deal that happened. So we're going to kind of push the levels a little bit and do that. Now I'm not saying that's right, right? Like I'm just saying that's what's happened. And, uh, you know, and so the the folks that are on the other side, then they're going to come back with, well, nobody's ever done this before. Secretary of State shouldn't be doing that. Well,
2: I think he was the one that was very adamant about that during the first campaign with Trump, that other people were uh, trying to, you know, when they were over in... um, Ukraine, and they were trying to get. Supposedly, the president was trying to get the uh, Ukrainians to uh, get some dirt on Hillary. Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: I'm not sure any of that's true, actually, but um, put it this way: I mean, President Obama went to Berlin and gave a speech during, while he was running for president. You know, so I just think it's it's sort of petty in a way to take away from what might be a positive so it's a big game it's a zero well that wasn't the
2: only thing that he did either you know he also um gave sanction to the black guy that was just um released from prison because he had started this prison um movement to help the prisoners when they get out on their time Mm -hmm. to be good citizens and to believe in god and i guess there was some preaching involved in all that as well and then also he also had the um people that were going the uh people that were going to get nationalized Mm -hmm. he had that done on television during this the and the
0: you mean immigrants becoming yes. citizens yeah, yes. naturalized, yeah. yes, yeah,
2: and those were all points to prove that he can do these things. He's a good guy, right,
0: <laughs> He's definitely courting, I think uh both the black vote and the Hispanic vote right now, and so all of that was purposeful, right like uh and and it's interesting, you know they're they're saying that some of the polling is changing for those minorities.
2: I did hear that yeah. I also heard that trump and um Oh, Biden or Biden were uh, not that far apart, according to their polls.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely tightening. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that's what that's the game. Like, that's what they're doing. It's all a game. But and they're, it's,
2: it's our lives.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's a big problem. And that's my point is that they will say, I mean, and it's not just Trump. I it's know. It's not just I Biden. Know. It's every single politician. Uh, that's what they do is they are playing a game for money and power and whatever happens to people is a distant third in my opinion i can't think of a politician that isn't doing that i just can't think of one
2: well money is greed you know Mm -hmm. so that's what motivates people
0: yeah i think i mean all of them become wealthy when they go to congress yes Uh, so that's a thing but they don't become uber wealthy i think it's more about the the lust for power than anything like they just want to be in charge and want power and and uh you know it's fame it's power and fame and it's it's probably you know an f or a a drug you know something they love they crave
3: i say we do it star wars style Remember (laughs) in star wars when they have like all of the Countries represented, and yeah. it's like this you know, there's like a panel, like not just one guy in charge. Yeah, and then
1: Emperor Palpatine rises to the oh, top, shoot. takes over everything, destroys the entire happens. system, and yeah, then creates. You that know. worked out well, right? But yeah, it was great. Yeah. Well, I didn't
3: say it was perfect. <laughs> Nothing's perfect.
1: And then he ruled the entire universe for many years. Yeah, it was perfect. It was
3: just a thought.
0: Yeah. So, what else is going on? Uh, the United States Post Office. Needs $25 billion or else, right? Yes. Uh, that to me is crazy. It's $200 per taxpayer. It's, uh, they wanted $3.5 mil- a billion for just for the voting, which if every single person mailed in their vote would be $30 per vote. It's insane. I mean, and the postal union just endorsed Joe Biden, the postal workers union. And, you know, they're doing polls like there's I didn't see the the numbers, but the headline of the poll was most people plan on showing up to vote. Like it's just another thing like where they're trying to get money for the post office to enrich a bunch of people.
3: I mean, like who? I mean, email is free, easier. (laughs) I just don't get it. I mean, everything I get in the mail is junk mail. It's just wasted paper killing trees yeah. I just throw it in the trash almost never anything of importance yeah. I don't I don't get it yeah. I think we need to That it needs to evolve somehow I realize that there are a lot of people in the world that still rely on mail and you know not everybody does it online and all that but there needs to be we need to move forward a little bit we have the technology we need to make it more available and, and save money where we can mm-hmm. and stop throwing it in the Waste basket of the United States Postal Service.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're, we're gonna get a lot of cards and letters about that statement. But, Bring um, it. <laughs> but I agree with you. I mean, like again, that's just another thing where it's like, how can we hurt the president? How can we make him look like he's trying to, um, you know, steal the election? And they make this big deal about the Postal Service, which it's silly. Like the Postal Service has plenty of money. They, their last report said they could. Operate for eight or nine years without any injection of money. They just got a 10 billion dollar loan from the federal government like six months ago It's just another ginned up controversy to win votes and and make people hate uh, You know the the president more In my opinion
3: Okay (laughs) What else you guys want to talk
0: about What else is going on in the world?
3: What do you want to talk about mom? I feel like you were something you really, like, you were very excited to do this. Oh, well, I got most of it off my chest. <laughs> but, you know, most of it was, like, positive for Trump, which is crazy. <laughs> no, it wasn't.
0: <laughs>
2: I think
3: once you listen back to this, you will see that. No? Oh, okay.
2: What about you, Jack? Well, I'll be very angry if he takes our Social Security money away. Ah, see? Oh. Ah. <clears throat> so, my, so- my My $700 a month I get. If he takes that away from me, I don't know what I'm going to do.
3: Has he said that he wanted to take
2: Social Security oh, away? Well, he's taking money. He's got to get money from somewhere, so why not did take he, it from the old people? They're not going to live that long. Did he say that? Social
3: Security, yes. He said, we need money from somewhere, and so I'm going to take it, Social Security
0: away. I don't away. know exactly how it...
3: See, this is the problem. <laughs> Just look
2: it up, Justin. <laughs>
0: So you think they're going to take your social security away?
2: That's what I heard on the television. I don't know how <laughs> true that is, but they said that he was looking to take money from somewhere and he was thinking about taking it from social security. Mm-hmm. They said, they meaning maybe That's an ad for
0: Biden, I believe. Is that what you're talking about?
2: No, not for Biden. No, I'm I'm confused. saying it's a
0: commercial run by the Joe Biden campaign accusing.
2: No, it was on the news.
0: Oh really? Yes. Yeah, I think what I think
2: it was uh, PBS because I watch a lot of PBS news. Yeah. Hello.
3: <laughs> what does that mean? They're very, very much to the left.
2: PBS. I don't want to be funded, the left. But... I want to be the right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, then vote for Trump. He's on the right. No. No. Um, you know, I, I think what they're referencing is he proposed a payroll tax holiday. Yes. And, and the payroll taxes are for Medicare and Social Security, right? But uh, they don't pay for most of what we pay out in those programs. And, like, doing that for a short period of time, in fact, Obama supported that at one point um, during the financial crisis, uh, it, it doesn't have an impact on the benefits owed or what you would get in the mail. It's a short-term attempt to juice the economy by putting a little bit more money in people's paycheck. So yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's like one of the the plays that you call when you're running. It is
3: scare the old people.
0: Yeah, your social security is going away. Remember remember the commercial with Paul Ryan pushing the grandma yes. over the cliff <laughs> off of the off of the wheelchair? I mean, yes. did anything happen? Did you check it's gonna change? It's going to be you, mom. We're going to push it <laughs> <of the> car. <laughs> you know, like this is the game again. Like, I mean, look, we could have a real serious discussion about social security. It's a problem. Uh, you know, it will eventually run out of money. And but nobody's trying to fix that or solve that. Like, and um, you know, it's in some ways it's it's uh, like for instance, Bill Gates has the right to collect social security. Yeah, like there's no, there's like, yeah, you could be worth millions, billions of dollars. I'd like to and see his get a, paycheck. still get a Social Security <laughs> check, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if you can refuse it, to be honest with you. Maybe he never cashes it. I don't know much about that. But, yeah. you know, the purpose of it, when it was founded, Social Security, first, the average age of people, the average lifespan was 63 years. And they put the, the date that you started getting it or the age you started getting it, 65. Right, so it wasn't supposed to be for a lot of people. And now we live to, I think it's in, it's in the 70s, like the average age is like 74, I wanna say. Um, so that's nine, you know, that's 11 more years of collecting it than it, than it was intended. The second thing is uh, there's many, many, many more old people than there was before. So when they put it in place, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like there were 15 workers for every person that was on Social Security. Now it's like three, right? So the, the whole program is upside down. They take in much less money than they owe all of us that are expecting social security. So much so that there's no lockbox, there's no trust fund. They literally take the money this year and put, send it to the old people that are collecting checks this year. It's not invested anywhere. And there's no money anywhere. They're just outlays.
3: Borrowing Peter to pay Paul all yeah, the time, Yeah, it's,
0: it's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's collecting money from folks and saying, you're paying into a system, but that's not what's happening. They're just paying those as benefits right when the money comes in, in real time. So... Well,
2: it's not a lot of money to begin no, with. No,
0: it's not. And nobody could live all, no. off of that amount, I don't think, in America anyway. No. Um, so yeah, so there's gotta be changes. They should index it for wealth. Um, they should let you invest it, you know, if you want to, and, and a bunch of different things. But that's never going to happen <laughs> until until it dies. Okay, so that's Social Security. Um, who's who is the biggest threat to America? Is it China or Russia? China. Why is it China?
1: I mean, why is it not China? <laughs> Explain. Uh, I mean, I you haven't heard anything about really either. It feels like since all this coronavirus stuff, besides like numbers and all that, but I mean the whole like competition for number one country or whatever the heck, I feel like that talk has really died down with all of this. But um, I don't know, Russia's like, I hate to say this because you know, we don't know what they're doing, but the, it just feels like a lot of it is just talk. Uh, I mean, they have said stuff. They've I, they've made threats, but I don't know. It, it just feels very empty sometimes, whereas China feels like they've accelerated so quick. I feel like they're kind of on the same path as to how America became, quote-unquote, number one, uh, where they just accelerate so quick. They have all this new technology, and influx of population, blah, blah, blah. They make all our stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah we, didn't, we never... They make you know what like eighty five to ninety percent of everything for us. I just feel like they have a lot more
3: they got a uh, lot of people,
1: yeah, they have a lot more presence uh globally to compared to Russia. um I haven't heard anything about Russia, so I can't even really say why I don't think it's them, but I just feel like it's gone on for so long. our feud between Russia that has kind of died down and China's been this slowly growing thing in the background that you know could prove to yeah become a problem.
0: So we got we got one for China. What do you think? China and um,
3: Russia. I mean, I think China. I think well, they're certainly pissed off right now um <laughs> because we've you know, we've uh Trump has imposed these um sanctions on them and stuff and uh and then the whole China flu thing whatever. Um but <laughs> Uh, I think they're a huge threat. I mean, I think we have a lot of threats, unfortunately. I think Russia will... We're going to have threats that are always going to be there. You know, Russia, China. Um, so, I, I don't know. I guess I, my short answer, I guess, is I think China's the biggest threat. And it's for mm-hmm. a lot of the reasons that Jackson said. And it's also, I think that the the not that I'm anti American, but kind of the advantage that those two nations have is that they're communist countries. Their people do what they're told. You know, they're they're not allowed to think, express themselves in certain ways. We keep some balance here by by doing that. And so I feel like they could get everybody on board more to really throw hate at, you know, America. That's
1: exactly what Hitler did. Exactly. In World right. War Two. He, you know, when he was coming up and, you know, rising to power and whatnot, he didn't, he, was, he lied about everything. He, right. he seemed like a perfectly nice and, well, maybe not perfectly, but, you know, he made himself seem like the good guy, and then when he did get that power, it, that's when it became like, we're going to take over, which, I mean, is probably the same thing that could be happening in China, and probably is, and same thing with Russia.
3: Right, you exactly what said better, much more eloquently. What I was trying to say was yeah. that they they tell people what they what they give them their news. You know, they tell them what they should and should not believe like Hitler yeah. did. So they follow their leader and they get people in line. They're much more organized. So yeah, yeah when it for comes those reasons. To,
1: you know, if you really are power hungry and you want to take over, you know, history has shown that that usually communism is the way to go I guess I mean we think of every major conflict the quote unquote bad guy from our side of things has been you know a communist country where someone rose to power extremely quickly and no one really in that country realized what was going on and he just took over and turned it into all out hell yeah and just wanted to take over you know which I mean obviously easiest example is Hitler no one knew what was going on Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so the interesting thing uh, is, and we'll get to your thoughts again, but I want to I wanna, um, just say real quick that, um, you know, the interesting thing about China is, yes, it's a communist country. However, it was communist for uh, about 40 years after the Maoist revolution during World War II until the 90s. And that's when they started to open up and actually act more like a capitalist country. And they were admitted to the World Trade Organization. And that's when they took off. And over the past 20 years have become this huge superpower um, based upon those actions. Uh, now, the 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 thing about freedoms is still very real, right? So there's no free speech. There's none of that. But... Um, but yeah, so their their policies changed significantly, which turned them from a very, very poor country into the second richest country in the world in twenty years. So something to to think about. But what do you think? China or Russia? What do you who you got?
2: They're both communist countries, so no, no, no.
0: well, Russia's not communist anymore. They're a brutal. They're under dictatorship. a dictatorship. Yeah, that's, that's, oh not, that's different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: How so? Really?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the big thing is, you know, they so you know when the when the uh, Berlin Wall fell and and the Soviet Union collapsed, they sort of tried to be capitalist for a little while, and you know they still have markets and things like that. Like you could buy and you can go to a store and buy bread, whereas before that you didn't. You waited in line for bread from the government, right? However, it's very much in what's called an oligarchy, which is a very few set of people owning and running everything um and so you know rights aren't aren't so great and uh we're talking about totalitarianism more than communism communist communist countries end up having to be totalitarian to maintain control but they're two sort of different things
2: well then i i would have to say that china is my fear but russia is not far behind
0: really Yes. Why is that?
2: Well, he's a dictator. Mm-hmm. And he's been in office for how long? Isn't it like 40-something years? Yes, 40-something years.
0: No, no, that's no? not. No? <laughs> I mean, he's been in power a long time, but I don't know exactly, but it's it's probably about 20. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know who I'm thinking of.
0: You got to talk into the mic. I don't know who I was thinking of then.
2: Yeah. Well, in the... I don't know. I just... I don't I don't particularly care for Putin. Yeah. I he's sneaky. Yeah.
0: He's a nice guy. <laughs> okay, he's a great haven't, figure, <laughs> haven't you? Haven't you seen pictures of him with his shirt off on a horse, or playing no. or playing hockey? No, where I he haven't. scores like eighty goals against everybody. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's just
2: so close to Ukraine, and Ukraine has so many problems with them, and mm-hmm. they fight against them. So that makes me think that they could be a powerful country if they got all their allies together to yeah. Ukraine? Yeah. Okay. No, Russia, Ukraine, um, and yeah. Oh, okay. that's what I mean when I say I th- they may not be the big source now but who knows in 10 years what's gonna happen
0: uh, for sure I mean the story of the 20th century is a fight over uh, Europe right basically and uh, it still kinda continues and I think uh, he—I'm not saying this is right—but they want Ukraine as a as a way to provide a better defense for Russia against their perceived encroachments of America and, and its allies, right? And Isn't so,
1: that, wasn't that Germany's idea with Poland? Yeah, like for sure. exactly the same. For sure. Take over a country that is right next Mm -hmm. to you in order to increase your land defenses, yada, yada, yada.
2: Increase Mm -hmm. your chances. That's what I'm saying. You got to watch it.
0: (laughs) And that's why they're active in the Middle East. Same reason. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think they're, uh, I mean, they're a bad actor and they're probably two, but I think it's distant second. I, I believe it's China number one, as you guys do, so. It's funny, it doesn't get talked about a lot e- either. I mean, it does by Trump. I think it's scary for yeah. people to yeah.
2: think about it because.
0: What, yeah, I mean, imagine a world 20 years from now when China's economy is bigger than ours. They're already making encroachments across the Pacific and taking over territories that were once perceived to be free and, and open shipping lanes and that sort of thing. You know the thing where they're like building islands out there and militarizing them? It's pretty crazy.
3: Is that where they have Godzilla? <laughs> 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 That's Godzilla Japan. Yeah, That's Godzilla. Yeah,
0: Godzilla came mean. from Japan, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like it. Um, you know, so you like you can imagine a world where they have a if very soon where they have a bigger economy, where they have better relationships around the world, where they have us at least as strong a military as us, and then what happens? You know what I mean? It's pretty scary. Well, what you
1: know if it if it does come to war, which I mean. I feel like inevitably everything does when it comes to this sort of topic what will happen cuz you know oh. we have a much larger budget than any country on the planet when it comes to military spending but you'll you have know, to be China's a lot more people so you know they have like three, isn't it three times our population? They have a billion people, Many right? more than that? It's yeah. two billion. Oh, or about okay. I'm, I'm three hundred India is one billion, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so they have like six, seven times our population, which alone could destroy us.
3: Just imagine what they could do if all those people who are making iPhones stopped and put their minds to something else. <laughs> they could probably put t- together something they pretty destructive been in the quickly. Very
1: long ago, if they weren't busy <laughs> making all of our crap, and they would have said, "Screw it, we'll figure it out." They yeah. would have taken over
0: so long ago. What were you going to say, Mom? Nothing? Okay. All right. Well, we're getting late in the day. So what I'd like to do next, you've already done this, Jackson, so I'm going to... Oh, I did really well at it, too. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give the, it another try? Yeah, the <laughs> tip is we're gonna. I'm going to ask you a series of 10 questions, okay? And they're very simple questions. I don't want you to think about it. Just say the first thing that pops to your mind.
1: Are they the same ones?
0: Yes. Oh, no and these are questions originally came from a french series bouillon de couture uh hosted by bernard he just likes saying that yeah right (laughs) and then they're better known as the questions that james lipton uh asks every guest at the end of inside the actor's studio which i love that show yeah so i'm gonna ask you guys these 10 questions and stephanie you go first and then debbie for each one again don't think about just say (laughs) your first answer all right so the first one is what is your favorite word please that was Debbie. Back. That would,
3: that's that's not my favorite word, um, but it's a nice word. My favorite word is love.
0: Love and please, I like it. What is your least favorite word?
3: Uh, least favorite word is no, can't.
0: <laughs> Those are good. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally?
3: What turns music?
0: Music.
2: Music good everybody says music (laughs) I think
0: what turns you off
2: people
3: who can't put aside their own political spiritual um, emotional views to to connect with someone else who has different views
0: that's cool that's a good one what turns you off Debbie Rudeness. (laughs) What is your favorite curse word?
2: Motherfucker.
3: (laughs) Shit.
0: (laughs) It doesn't count because you whispered it. Uh, What sound or noise do you love? Mm. I
3: love the sound of the ocean.
2: I would have to say water and birds singing.
0: That's really good. What uh, sound or noise do you hate?
3: I hate it when you can hear people chew. Yeah.
0: Like that?
3: When I'm talking to you.
0: (laughs) How about you?
2: What sounds do I hate?
0: Yeah, a sound or noise. Uh,
2: It's not a sound. It's when I'm ignored.
0: Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> that was with some sass, too.
3: You guys could
0: have seen her say that. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need some video around here. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
3: Um, doctor.
0: Nice. Teacher. Ah, very good. What profession would you not like to do? I would not
3: like to be the spokesperson for Trump. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can't win, right? No. I mean, no, if you're you get it right on TV, <laughs> you got it wrong in his office, right? It. For sure.
2: Can you repeat it again? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Not like to do, I'm sorry. We're all not, not like, like to, to do. do. Yeah, any any job you don't want to do.
2: Oh trash picker <laughs> <laughs>
0: I saw a meme the other oh it was I think it was on Family Guy. it was like a, a guy that does the trash and he didn't have a nose so he was like the happiest person <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny um all right so there's the last one if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates
3: I'm so glad that you made it
0: <laughs> <laughs> you words right out of my but mouth. just barely right. it's right. <laughs> it <was> really close <laughs> Debbie are you sure you got the right gate? <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, anything to add before we wrap up?
1: I think the best thing to hear when you're going to Heaven's Gate would be the beginning to immigrant song. Oh, Led Zeppelin? Yeah, <laughs> just that, that intensity. Right? I would like to think entering Heaven would be very intense and, like, you know, feel like a superhero.
3: So then do you, like, picture God as being, like, um... Robert Plant from <laughs> Let's Up. Come oh, on in, come right on. All waving blonde right? hair, I mean, no shirt put, on. probably a hippie. Some so bell
0: bottoms. <laughs> he just dropped ass. No, that's not A Bunch
2: him. of chicks <laughs> in the back waiting for you. <laughs> Tattoos all over the
0: arms. What if that's all heaven is? Is Robert, like God looking like Robert Plant giving <laughs> but, a concert all the time?
3: I'd probably start being a better girl, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: on that note, we've got to wrap up the Country Podcast. We sure appreciate you all joining us today. You can find us on Twitter at The Country USA. Also on Facebook. And we've got a page It's The Country USA. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Five and a bunch of others. Thanks so much for listening.
4: I'm
0: Justin Weller. Peace out. Never escape to the country. And stay out there till it's
4: done Watch it all come crashing down Just another plane the Just another